Friends, grace to you and peace from God who is our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus who is the Christ, our Messiah. Amen. This morning I want to begin by having you think about expectations and how expectations are such a part of our life that we don't go through, I think, any day Indeed, maybe even any hour without having expectations. I would imagine that all of us expect the sun to rise tomorrow, and all of us will as well. I would imagine that we would think that about most of those whom we love. When that doesn't happen particularly to those whom we love, that is an overwhelming tragedy. Think about the expectations that you have when you arrive at work. Or the expectations that you have when you're trying to rouse your children from sleep. I have an expectation that I'm going to talk and invite my children to rise and embrace the new day multiple times before they do. I, have a ma- I imagine and I expect that I might even raise my voice to encourage them to embrace this new day that they've been given. It would not meet my expectations, however, if one of my children said, sure, Dad, I'm ready to go. I'm going to get my clothes on immediately. New clothes that, I, that are probably not dirty. And I'm going to make my own breakfast. And I just, Dad, I'm so excited about this new day. That would be beyond my expectation. Indeed, think about the expectations that you have as you head towards work, what you expect to find. When you go, and have you ever gone to work expecting the day to be just a ho-hum day, okay, and then suddenly something happens and your day at work changes. Sometimes for the better, and oftentimes not so much. Think about expectations when you go out to eat. Have you ever gone to a favorite restaurant so excited about getting a meal that you've been thinking about maybe all week and you show up and they say, sorry, sir, we don't have that this evening? How do you feel when that happens? Now these are examples of misguided expectations that we have that are, you know, kind of funny perhaps. However... The reality is we live our lives with expectations. Wanting and expecting things to happen. And when they don't, most often when they don't in a way that causes us some frustration or annoyance, it can become debilitating. It can become something that overwhelms us. We can't move forward until that expectation is understood. In our Gospel lesson today, John the Baptist 
is flummoxed. As Julie shared, he is in prison, but his concern is much deeper. He's wondering what to make of this Jesus. And I imagine that each of you in your lives have often wondered, what do I make of Jesus? Maybe Jesus isn't meeting your expectations either. You see, when John baptized Jesus in the Jordan, he certainly recognized that there was something special about him. Indeed, in the Gospel of John, he said, there goes the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. It is a messianic image. But in our text today, John finds himself unsure because of misguided expectations. So much so that he sends his own followers to say, hey Jesus, please tell us, are you the one or should we wait for another? Perhaps in your own life of faith where you've had a moment of doubt, you've had a tragic loss, maybe things that Y'all, you had come to rely on in your church or among your people have changed. And maybe you yourself, like John, find yourself wondering, Jesus, are you the one? Or should we wait for another? Or should I listen to these other claims and narratives that are out there that are telling me that they have what I need and can meet my needs best? John's expectations of the Messiah were clear. And Julie and the kids did a perfect job. The idea of Messiah was that the Messiah would come and lead us to do what? Fight. But Jesus responds differently, doesn't He? Tell them Tell John what you have seen and heard. It's not overthrow of the oppressors. It's not taking political power. It's not jailing your enemies. He says, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. It's remarkable stuff. That should be enough, correct? Should it not be enough that those who are marginalized and hurt and feeling sense of loss and grief and pain that they are being healed is that not enough for the Messiah still I believe that John I believe John knew that and the big problem here is that it wasn't enough that John is emblematic of the same misguided expectations that we have today It's not enough that in the midst of pain and suffering, there is healing and hope and promise and goodness. No, we want something else. We want control. 
Is that not what John wanted? Jesus, I need to control the situation. I need you to tell me if you're the one or not so I can inform my people what to do next. Jesus, I need you to tell me if you're going to fix this situation or I'll just go and fix it my own way. Jesus, I need you to help fix all these people out here who are making my life difficult so that I can then go on in my comfort zone. Control. Ultimately, that's what John wants. I think ultimately, if I am any indication, it's what I want. Is it not what I want when I say, children, get up, it's time to go to bed. I need you up. I need to control the situation. Now don't get me wrong, they need to get up. But my issue is that they don't get up on my timetable. And sure, they need to learn that too. Don't get me wrong, children. But there's still a part of the frustrations of my life that are born from a willingness and unwillingness to allow things that are out of my control to be. But it's what John embodies for us today. And think about it. At your workplace, at your school, at your home, at the grocery store, at the mall, at the hospital, at the homeless shelter, whatever it is, how many of us have had our expectations not met? Because we were out of control. Well, what Jesus offers us today is something different. It's not fight, fight, fight. It is love, love, love. But I also believe it is trust, trust, trust. That the amazing gift that He says today when he says to us, go and tell John what you hear and see, that the blind receive their sight. He says to us that in the midst of the times in our lives where we cannot see clearly, that God will guide us towards seeing clearly. He says that the lame walk, like in those moments when we are uncertain or feel like we're incapable of going down a certain path, Jesus says, I will lead you there. The lepers are cleansed, Jesus says. And in those moments when we feel ostracized, when we feel like we are not enough, when we feel like we have been marginalized, He says that we will indeed find hope and promise. He says that the deaf will hear. Those moments when we think we can't hear clearly what God is calling us to be and do and whom God is calling us to love and share with, that we will. He says then that the dead are raised. Those moments when we feel like there is no possibility for life. And whatever it happens to be in our world, He says that I will bring about a new vision for you. And the poor have good news brought to them 
that no matter what our brokenness is, no matter where we find ourselves in our world, good news is brought to us. It's not that we have to somehow pull ourselves up. It's not that we ourselves somehow have to work it out. It's not in our control, he says. It is the God who brings it to us. And we're called to trust. Jesus goes on to say something great about John. He says of all the people ever born, John is the best. People will be thinking about him. He doesn't doesn't ridicule John for his, his emphasis on control because he knows that it is our human nature. It is probably the first and greatest sin of them all. Yet out of love and grace, Jesus says that I bring good news. In the next couple weeks, we will hear angels tell that story too. I have good news, the angels say to the shepherds, as they talk about the God who comes near, who comes into our out-of-control lives, who comes into the midst of our broken hearts, who comes into the midst of our shames and sorrows and says, trust me to be the God who I've promised you I would be. The God who brings healing and sight and hearing and hope. In those moments where your expectations are not being met. In those moments where your expectations are causing you pain. Or whatever it happens to be. Know this. That our God's expectation. Our God's expectations of us are not met either. Yet that doesn't keep God from coming. That doesn't keep God from wiping His hands of our brokenness and our own ways that we disappoint God. No. In fact, God loves us even more. So much so that He became one of us to live among us, to share this life, and to identify with our own misguided expectations but to love us enough to lead us in love and grace beyond them. In Jesus' name, amen.